This is Chris Wolf, and you are listening to the PNG Podcast. Keep your limbs inside of the vehicle, and they will not be eaten. I'm kidding. We'll all be eaten one day. PNG podcast. My name is Birdo. And I'm Elaine. In the booth we have. Hi, I'm Justin. Hi, Justin. We appreciate you, Justin, all the hard work you are doing, Thank especially you. during Mercury Retrograde, which is when we are recording this right now. Not gonna lie, I thought that was total bullshit, but it's completely true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's totally not my thing, but it feels like it's affecting everyone this week. Yes. Fuck that planet. <laughs> <laughs> it is my home planet as a Virgo. Um, welcome to Astrology Talk <laughs> on PNG <laughs> The P stands for Pluto. That's my planet, <laughs> which isn't even a planet anymore. It's okay. It's a planet to me. <laughs> the N stands for Neptune. <laughs> and the G stands for G- Galileo. <laughs> Nerds. Uh, but we talk wrestling here. And we have a friend with us who is going to introduce himself. Hi, everyone. It's Kirby. Um, close friends with Birdo and Elaine here. And big wrestling fan and big movie buff, too. So I guess for today's episode, it kind of works out. Yeah. Um, what got you into, let's start with wrestling. Um, larger than life characters. And, you know, if you're born in the Philippines, seeing like a big muscular man like Hulk Hogan with like stringy like blonde hair and hot dog skin <laughs> how do you not get attracted to that you know hot dog skin. oh my god i'm gonna call hulk hogan hot dog skin from now on and i'm gonna call all my hot dogs hulk hogan's <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like those hulk hogan's in your mouth <laughs> uh, i guess i would ask bubba love sponge's wife Ooh, Ooh that's And then how did you get into film? Um, Yeah, just been a big movie watcher and uh, eventually ended up going to film school because I figured there's nothing else I'm good at trivia-wise, so I might as well (laughs) take a crack at it, and it turned out (laughs) really well. So now like uh, I program at a couple of film festivals and worked in a couple of film festivals, and just kind of, you know, like the ball just kept rolling from there, and who knows where it'll stop. Nice. Um, And... I have what a question. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you were watching WW, was it still WWF at the time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Philippines, was it still on uh, delay? Yes, it was always delayed, so it was like a three-month delay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like I would watch WrestleMania at June, and huh. Survivor Series would be on January. Yeah. So it always throw me off on January. Like When I got here, I was like, why is Survivor Series <laughs> on November? <laughs> It's supposed to be, that's how you kick off the wrestling year, you know. So. Oh, interesting. But it was free. So I will say, it was free. Oh, but nice. it was like a three-month delay. I oh. didn't realize the delay was that big. Yeah. Because I <clears throat> was in the Philippines one time when I was like 14, 13. Mm-hmm. 
and I remember watching wrestling with my cousins and thinking, I've seen this episode. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that the delay was that yeah. large, though. So when you got here and you saw that like wrestling in January starts with Royal Royal Rumble, yeah. were you confused? Yeah, totally. Because uh, I arrived around March of 1994, mm -hmm. and it's like WrestleMania 10. I was like, whoa, I thought that's not coming until June. So <laughs> that was really surprising. Was there other wrestling that aired in the Philippines at the time? Um, no, actually, it was just primarily it was WWF. It was on Channel Five, which is not even the major three network or two networks in the Philippines, which is ABS, CBN, and G GMA at the time. Hmm. But it was on Channel Five, which is more of like a public broadcasting kind of like channel in the Philippines, Whoa. at least at the time. At least at the time, hence why I think they showed it for free with commercial breaks. Huh. Fascinating. And then like like you know like the. The wrestling TV shows on the weekends with like Gorilla Monsoon and stuff, the wrestling classic that would be on Saturday at like 10 p.m. Huh. Yeah. So I would have to like, I would tell my mom, oh, wrestling's at 10 p.m. Remind me because, you know, you're a child. Because you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't you have been asleep? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, did she let it. you watch? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, my mom watched it for a while and then sometimes I would like, you know, we would like practice wrestling too. Yeah. You would wrestle your mom? Yeah, yeah. But she was stronger than me at the time. So I was like, So she wouldn't put you over? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom would put herself over. <laughs> Not anymore. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but and her favorite was Bret Hart because he thought he was handsome. Oh, wasn't Shawn Michaels the sexy boy? Nah, I think she likes guys with like dark hair, so maybe that's why. <laughs> She'll bring her to a bar show with us sometime. <laughs> she would probably get a kick out of it, and probably takes pictures and put it on Facebook Live. Like oh, so we have moms. to bring your mom to a bar show for Can sure. Can we not? Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. We'll get to a point where she starts going with us and not like <laughs> we leave Kirby. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh, Kirby's mom here. <laughs> she, I bet, I wonder if she would like, I'm not going to say it. Not gonna say maybe she would like my boyfriend too, but like <laughs> we, I'm not gonna say who my boyfriend is because I've already said it previously. But maybe she will also, maybe she'll like Mike's boyfriend, uh, Joey Ryan, who we're talking about the documentary. This is wrestling, Joey Ryan story. I don't know if that's actually the title, I kind of made that up. Is that the title? It was called This Is Wrestling. This is wrestling. There you go. Yeah, so. Joey Ryan. So, hmm, how do you describe Joey Ryan to someone who's never watched wrestling? That's kind of like how they started the documentary, isn't it? They sh they started with showing his matches to complete strangers who don't really know anything about him. Oh, that is true. And their reactions were like laughter, because <laughs> uh, he's the king of dong style. He's the uh, yeah the sleaze. Is that, it's funny. I've, I've heard him uh, talk about how like his character isn't really supposed to be like a sleaze ball. It's based on '80s wrestlers mm -hmm. who had hairy chest and mustaches, because <laughs> <laughs> they were all sleaze balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does a look, look a little, uh, or he's reminiscent of Rick Rude with less abs. That's why true, I don't true. like him as much. <laughs> Not enough abs <laughs> or airbrush tights. <laughs> yeah, Joey Ryan's a thick guy, comparably thick guy. Yeah, but you know, I'm all for that. So, 
Like, when did you first become aware of Joey Ryan? Um, I want to say probably like the Mick, uh, my the Mick Foley video. That might have been early. Yeah. What about is that? What Mick Foley video? There's a video where Mick Foley took the dick plex. Oh. Um, and I feel like that was when like it started. It went viral. Everybody saw it, and then like, oh, this guy is based out of L.A. And then bar wrestling started in 2017, 2016. Yeah. Well, they just celebrated their two year. And so. I really f- started to get to know Joey in like at bar shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that that would be like two years ago. Yeah. Was it the same for you, Kirby? Yeah. Um, started with the viral videos of like, because I remember seeing the video of like, oh, Mick's still doing shows. Like, stop it, Mick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, uh, and then I saw like, oh, he's putting the, like, you know, like Mr. Sacco. Oh, he's putting on the guy's crotch. Oh, he's selling it. Oh, he's flipping over. And then, you know, you kind of go to this deep dive of Joey Ryan and you see the stuff on, like, DDT and, like, the ridiculous thing goes on. At first, I was like, okay, this is stupid. Like, you know, like, pulling a Jim uh, J.C. Cornette over here. Like, just this is dumb. Why would people like this? But obviously, the more I watch it, the more I watch it, like, I start snickering. I start snickering. I start snickering. Like, oh, okay, this is pretty good. And then eventually, um, I think you guys invited me to come to a bar show because I didn't realize that it was literally five minutes at my from my house in Covina where I used to live. <laughs> and what's your address now? <laughs> <laughs> it's one two three Covina Street in for Koto Ibushi or Jake Atlas. Uh, but yeah, and then um, you guys invited me to come, and uh, I went to watch. And one thing I really liked about Jerry Ryan, even though he can do these like quote unquote comedy spots, he's can, he's a legitimate like wrestler. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you that's when if anything opened up my eyes more to how good he is, because like oh wow, he can found this like comedy niche of like you know comedy wrestling, but at the same time he can quote unquote work, like yeah. he can wrestle. Yeah, and literally anybody, woman, man trans etc etc so that was really fascinating to see yeah like i don't think that gimmick works as well if he can't wrestle because mm. you know you're True. you might be entertained for about two, two seconds, seconds. Yeah, and yeah. then if he's a shitty wrestler it's not fun anymore so what if, about, yeah Berto, when did you find out about joey yeah, i'm trying to think about that and i i really don't remember well did you watch him when he did pwg oh uh, you know what that's what it is because i remember him with uh candace and the world's cutest tag team uh, he wasn't doing the the dick spots yet. Was he sleazy? I believe he was sleazy. So the sleazy has been there from from the jump. Uh, I think at least during his PWG days. Mm. Was TNA before that? Yeah, I was trying to remember, and I tried looking it up because I mean, he started PWG. Uh, he's one of six guys, and I think it might have been. PWG and then TNA. Looking at uh, yeah, that looks about right. Because yeah. he was only in TNA for about a year. Yeah, but it, it started with the gut check stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And the documentary sort of it goes through Joey's career chronologically. So I bring up Mick, and like it kind of I feel like it started with the docu starts with Mick, 
um, enjoyed talking about that spot that went viral. And then you see um, the PWG and then the TNA and then his story on Impact um, and how like that was him on the verge of being um, making it big. Um, right? I feel like that's what happened with from what I recall. Remember, he, well, they showed the TNA stuff. He did gut check, which, were, were you watching TNA at the time they were doing gut checks, Justin? Uh, I was in and out at the time. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept where they would bring in wrestlers who weren't under contract, and they were basically fighting for a spot on the roster. Yeah. And I don't think he, they kept bringing him back. He wasn't signed yet. He was good enough to keep coming back week to week. Yeah, they turned it into a whole angle, from what I remember. Yeah, like they had him. Was it Al Snow? Had Al Snow. Al Snow, yeah. 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 yeah had it, it sh- the feud should have been with Taz, but. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because he had him talking smack. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, maximizes, like, promo time. And, uh, yeah, I think Taz would have made more sense, I think, to choose with. Yeah. Because I think he's the one that turned him down at the end. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because mm. it was, like, two out of three votes. Mm. And then it was, like,. Snow, Taz, and Pritchard, I want to say. That oh, yeah, sounds Bruce. correct. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce. Yep. So it, that felt like the, if this, I mean, this is his docu, like that's the moment where you're like, oh no, is he going to keep wrestling? And he does. Yeah. Well, he ended up signing with TNA and it seemed like a good thing. And then they didn't do anything. Uh, like yeah. That good old creative we have nothing for you <laughs> <laughs> i think he was just kind of mired in the tag team scene with matt morgan i believe oh yeah 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 with matt morgan yeah well at that point was also like like i think he, i know he came into like tna with a little mega push and then it was also just like meandering about after yeah. that so he ended up going back to pwg and i think at this point was considering quitting and had a really uh, good match against uh, Drake Younger, who's an NXT ref now. And I think that was the match that kind of re-sparked his passion for wrestling. And then that's how he got with um, Candice LeRae? Yeah, they teamed up pretty soon after. They were one of the reasons I started watching PWG. Mm-hmm. Have you been to a PWG show? No, I have not. <gasps> we got to take to the PWG what, show. What's PWG for the listeners? It's I've never been either. So Yeah, we need to remedy this. <laughs> Birdo, explain what PWG is. Uh, so PWG stands for Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, which is an independent company that uh, started out, well, they didn't start out, but they ended up in Reseda for a really long time in uh, this veterans hall that held maybe 300 people. Mm-hmm. was notoriously hot because they never turned on, turn on the air conditioning. Uh, but it, it added to the charm. If you ever went, it was just it was a great crowd. It was a great atmosphere. And it was kind of part of the legend of PWG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Joy Ryan was one of the founders. And it just was an all-star, was, is an all-star kind of setting for the indies. Yeah, and like f- alum of PWG are folks like the Young Bucks, uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, John <laughs> Pingle's favorite wrestler of all time, uh, Ricochet, KO too, right? KO, Kevin Steen, Kevin Steen. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Kevin Steen. <laughs> I was like knocked out. Who? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Steen. 
um, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, uh, Kenny Omega. A lot of big names have been through yeah. there. And it seems to be like um, who's there's always somebody uh, uh, from WWE there. Like Regal used to go to to scout a lot. Is this a question? Would it would you consider it like Wes Ring of Honor? Um, maybe back in the day, but okay. it's so much better than Ring of Honor now. <laughs> I I would agree. Shots fired. <laughs> I think William Regal still goes. Yeah. Um, I feel like when we went to Battle of Los Angeles, which is Bola, which is their like main, well not their main, but one of their big shows, yep. like, like three day tournament. Um, William Regal was there. And so is Brian Kendrick. Yep. Um, and it seemed to be they were scoping out talent. And then multiple people at that show that we were at are now in WWE. Folks like Walter is now in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Um, Ilya. Ilya. Is that NXT UK, yep. right? Um, trying to think but not just wwe because like shingo takagi is now in new japan pro wrestling shima is now a part of abw uh trying to rack my brain mm-hmm. oh jonah jonah rock yeah is is now in nxt with a different name with a different name trevor lee is in nxt yeah, it's cameron di- grimes i <laughs> hate that name uh, <laughs> djz is now an NXT yep. different name. So PWG is like it's a it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Um we'll figure out we'll go all together. The tickets are expensive and they sell out, but I will say when we were at the show in line, there were people just selling their tickets at face value. It wasn't like like you couldn't get in. Yeah. Well it's it's at a bigger venue now. Yeah, it's at the yeah. Globe Theater in downtown LA. Which is it's a beautiful venue. Yes. Like it's really nice for wrestling. And the bathrooms are clean, <laughs> which is something that I like to point out at wrestling shows when the bathrooms are clean. And at the American Legion now. Mm. Well, they're cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Joey came out of PWG, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. he started it. Started it. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke of Candice uh, and the world's cutest tag team. They had one of their... Like one of the best matches in PWG was uh, them against the Young Bucks. Yes. Mm. At Guerrilla Warfare. And they showed that in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. That was the the match that basically put Candice on the map or kind of solidified her standing as a wrestler. Because mm-hmm. um, I think she's the only female that's ever wrestled at PWG. PWG. Yeah. She's in NXT too now. Mm-hmm. And the documentary really highlights how Candice sparked Joey's passion for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then you see their dynamic um, as a tag team, as the world's cutest tag team. And you see the fun part of this is wrestling, the Joey Ryan story. I'm just calling it that. I have no idea that's right. Um, is that they were filming that while bars was starting mm-hmm. and um there are there are times that would they show footage and i'm like i'm in the audience at this <laughs> show um in fact i saw mike's fedora <laughs> his summer hat twice and i was like mike you're in the joey ryan documentary <laughs> twice uh, there you I'm are sorry. Sta- he, 
sorry to get off topic, but he has a summer hat. Yeah, so the fedora, <laughs> it's like a straw fedora that he wears in the summer because it <laughs> breathes more. I don't think he calls it a summer hat, but I have translated it to it's his summer hat. <laughs> hey, guys, look, show's over. <laughs> and we're canceled. CEO just walked in <laughs> to, the, to the sound booth. <laughs> That's some good shit. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've talked about, have I talked about it on this show, but how like Joey Ryan is Mike's favorite wrestler? Have I mentioned that? Probably. Um, Probably. <laughs> because well, for wrestlers who or for wrestlers, for listeners who haven't heard it. So for listeners who haven't heard it, I dragged my husband Mike to multiple wrestling shows when I was getting into wrestling in twenty sixteen. And by multiple it means that I think Mike went to like six wrestling shows. Um, one of which was No Mercy, a WWE pay per view or Roman Reigns was uh beat john cena um the other was multiple bar wrestling shows and aws rise the um, in southgate and at aws rise mike said to berto and me is joey ryan here and i said what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> what are you why are you asking that and he's like because his music is playing and Pina Colada, the Pina Colada song was playing and lo and behold, Joey Ryan came out and I looked at Mike and I'm like, holy shit, you're a wrestling fan. <laughs> and Mike was like, no, I pay attention <laughs> to Joey Ryan. To Joey Ryan. He's your favorite wrestler, Mike. Um, so I really love the fact that we watched this is wrestling the Joey Ryan story with Mike at Bar Wrestling, Joey Ryan's promotion. Did he go just for that? Because he hadn't been to a show in a long time. I made him go. I bought uh, the ticket. He had no choice. <laughs> he had say. no choice. That's how our relationship works. If I want to go to something, I have to buy the ticket for him. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's how uh, he does the same. It's the reason why I've been to like a bajillion DJ shadow shows. <laughs> Which, you know, he's a great DJ and he's awesome, but I did not need to go to all of those shows. Yeah. As we're recording this, we're a week away from Comic-Con. You guys will be there, you and Mike, and I need to see Mike cosplay as Joey Ryan. I don't know how I can make <laughs> that happen. Happy birthday. Here's this Aloha shirt and a bag of dum-dums. Well, we can get Dum Dums at my office, and I do have a couple of Hawaiian shirts if you need them. I Does he have, have a members-only jacket? I actually have one, too, if you need it. So There we know. go. And then I have aviator sunglasses at my desk that I just kept in case Mike needed to be Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask. like, One thing I noticed about the documentary is like how Joey Ryan dresses himself. Like mm-hmm. The early Joey Ryan was like a scarf yeah. and yeah. sunglasses. Now it's just a... Uh, the jacket, the jacket, Members and only. the lollipop. And yeah. so, like, what was, like, the... Was there any reason, like... He lost the scarf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I think uh, Chris Jericho had issue with the scarf. Did uh, he really? I don't know. I just... Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, MJF has, has a scarf, scarf now. Has a scarf now. And Jericho called him out on that one. <laughs> I do... I, I like the transition. Maybe it was just easier mm-hmm. um, because 
you know, he just really needs the jacket, some dum dums, and a bottle of baby oil, and he makes it. That's yeah. true. Like the members only jacket is like sleazy eighties, like yeah. personified. Totally. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did they talk about Lucha Underground in the? They did. They, they did. talk yeah. about. They talk about how they they sued the wrestlers sued because he talked about how he wasn't working. Working. No, that's right. Um, and so that was a problem because you know you need to work to make money, <laughs> to live. Jeff Cobb. Well, speaking of Jeff Gar or uh, Jericho, Jeff Cobb talked about the Lucha Underground situation on the pot on Jericho's podcast recently, and I didn't realize they had been kind of out of work. Or mm. not, you know, they were restricted for eighteen months. That's a really long time between seasons. That is extremely long to not be working. So they were independent contractors too, then. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. ten ninety nine life. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with that situation, Lucha Underground uh, ran on the El Rey Network and is a TV show. So these wrestlers basically had TV contracts. Um, so as long as they were under contract to Lucha Underground, they couldn't wrestle anywhere else on American TV. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem was between C like. 18 months, there were 18 months between, I think it was season three and season four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, keeping wrestlers from making a living, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. And then I do recall, like, when we went, when we went to my first wrestling show ever, which was the New Japan G1 USA at Long Beach, um, Ricochet came out. Um, what? He came out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he came out as an amazing wrestler. No one told Casey Catanzaro. <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> well, Ricochet, aka Prince Puma, mm -hmm. uh, aka Ricochet, um, he, in a non televised moment, so basically during a commercial break of the show, he came into the ring and addressed the crowd, like cut a promo on Mike. And basically it talked about the fact that his Lucha contract prevented him from being on TV on the G1 USA special. And he had glasses on and he wore his, what was his faction? Oh, the one with the jacket, not Suzuki gun. Chaos? Not chaos. Whatever. It's the one with Takag, um, with the coach. Oh, uh, Taguchi? Yes, yeah. that yeah. one. He's in that faction. Like the non-faction people, like oh. Tanahashi. And like <laughs> <laughs> yes, essentially. So, I mean, the Lucha contracts really screwed up everyone's <laughs> lives, and Joey talks about it in, in that. And it's interesting because that could have been the end, right? Like, that could have been the end of his career. But mm. he points at, like, bar wrestling. Like, bar really was, like, the rejuvenation of his career. And then you see, like, the Young Bucks and Candice LeRae and, like, the whole Being the Elite cast come to his show. They don't wrestle. They just film Being the Elite, their YouTube show, at his show. Yeah. And um, you almost feel like it's just leading to the fact that he'll join AEW, their new wrestling show which will air on TNT this coming fall. <laughs> um, but from the show that we all went to in June, Joey filmed a spot, which is on his YouTube pro pr uh, YouTube channel, where he tells everybody like his choice. Is he retiring from the indies or not? 
And what does he choose? Birdo? He chooses the Indies. Yeah. I felt a little cheap. Because <laughs> <laughs> it may not be a big pond, but it's his fucking pond. Correct. <laughs> And, and, and we are on his YouTube channel for like a split second. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like in the documentary, like that footage wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. And if they're still adding to it or like shopping it around, they should add that to the end of the film. Because it's like the perfect arc. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because the film starts with him like you know, it's his rise in the industry. It shows oh, the DDT history. Like, mm-hmm. that's where the dick spots, dickplex started on DDT. And, like, all of that, his rise in TNA, his dabbling with the WWE, and then bar, and then he chooses bar, and you're l- or not indie wrestling in general. It'd be a great way to end it. So I'm wondering too, like if the 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 one we saw at bar, I wonder if like a rough cut, like an unfinished, like fine cut version. Maybe because there's so much more stories, like Elaine said, like yeah. that is the perfect ending for that totally. documentary, especially like either with that one or at least the two year anniversary show that they had like yes. a couple of weeks later. And considering like the people that popped up, and I feel like there's still more to be added, like at least yeah, they're saving it for this is wrestling too. Uh-huh. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was trying to not do that joke. <laughs> I'm like, someone's gonna do it. I will. Did Did we explain exactly what the dick spot is? I was uh, gonna ask Kirby. Can you expound on the dick spot? Um, well, someone as a new Joey Ryan fan that came into the picture, it's basically Joey Ryan's penis is like. I wish he could see Kirby's hands because it looks like he's <laughs> cupping balls right now. <laughs> he's reenacting the spot. Right I'm reenacting the spot. It's it's hard to describe it, but all I know is like it's hard. <laughs> hey, that I'm not I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say it. that came out randomly. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, just, it's a spot where they just grab Joey's penis. I guess Joey's penis has so much power in it they can't overpower it. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, and Joey ends up, um, I guess like, uh, yeah, he, like he flexes, yeah, he flexes, flexes. and the Hulk's yeah. out, and like Is you lose power of your own arm, <laughs> then you get flipped over, like through the power of the penis, the power of the penis, and it's so stupid to watch, but it's so <laughs> hilarious at the same time. And it's it's almost like when I see Joey and Ryan wrestles at bar shows, it's like I'm trying to figure out all the time now, like he mentions in the documentary now, now people he knows people are expecting the dick spot in his matches. But what I like what he does now is like I, I think of like creative ways to like put the dick spot on the match. And so far, the ones that I've seen have been really creative. Um Who's the the girl where she her gimmick is she she like oh Priscilla 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 Priscilla, Priscilla. like their their match was um he had her like an over the shoulder like running power slam kind of position and that's where oh, he did grabbed he, he, did, he had can you stay stay on the mic oh sorry sorry, sorry sorry yeah um so he had Priscilla over his shoulder because he, airplane he, spin yeah airplane spin because he had been trying to get her to like grab his dick or touch my dick <laughs> and she's been avoiding it throughout the whole match so what he does he does was later in the match was he has her in a almost like a over the shoulder like running power slam position and then he from there he grabs her hands and puts it on there so <laughs> as he has in his shoulder like she's wincing in pain like over his shoulder so i thought like oh that's creative and it's nice to him like he can easily just fall into that like i'll just have my dick spot we'll do this and that and then 
20 minutes later, we'll do my dick spot, then we'll go home. But thankfully, he's found very creative ways to like add that in all his matches. I feel like Joey is like a he's a new era of wrestling, like him and Orange Cassidy. Like Orange Cassidy's whole gimmick is that he barely touches you, but it's supposed like when you watch people react to it, it's like the most powerful kick ever. And it's hilarious. It's and like, there's a match with Joey Ryan and Orange Cassidy that I don't think is in the documentary, but no, I feel no. like should be. Like, I feel like if they edited, edited that documentary a few months later, Orange Cassidy would be in it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen that clip with, uh, it's him and Cassidy, but Joey Janela's in the match as well? And, like, he he dick flips Cassidy to give Joey Janela a Canadian destroyer. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's hard. It's really hard to describe. But if you look it up, it's like he flips Cassidy so that he delivers a destroyer on Janela. I bet that's hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cassidy's kind of in that same mold where you can easily overlook his talent because of the comedy spots. Yeah. But he's also a really good wrestler, too. Yeah. So maybe one day there'll be a This Is Wrestling 3, the (laughs) Orange Cassidy (laughs) story. (laughs) Yeah, they're the next Macho Man, uh, Ricky Steamboat. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to watch that. (laughs) Um, We're talking about the dick spot. It started. Did it start in Japan? Mm -hmm. That's what the doctor said. It started at DDT. Yeah, Yeah, it got famous on uh, ESPN. Yeah, one of my friends sent the link to me. I'm like, I'm very well aware of this dick spot, (laughs) but uh, uh, it was this wrestler. I can't remember his name. Starts with a D. But his, uh, I don't know if he calls it a gimmick. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with DDT in Japan, it's uh, very comedic-based wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wrestler that Joey was matched up against is uh, gay. I think he says he's actually gay. Oh, it's yeah, not they, just a gimmick. they bring that up in the docu. Yeah, so uh, he uses his gayness as his weapon because mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of in that, uh, you know, that old-school mode of... Like effeminate wrestlers are naturally heels, mm. um, but they found a way to to combat that and turn it into a spot, and it became Joey Ryan's thing was the dick plex or the penis plex or the you porn plex. You <laughs> porn, that's right. That's his sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While we're on documentaries, uh, I can't remember if I asked you or not. Have you seen the DDT episode of the wrestlers? Oh, from Viceland? Yeah. 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 It's fucking fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Is it a Dan Shoku? Yes. Oh yeah, Don Shoko yeah. Dino. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've only have a tangential awareness of DDT. Mm-hmm. You know, just highlights and clips, but that uh, the documentary was fantastic. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Welcome to the documentary episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, is DDT just kind of like Japanese Chikara? I would say yes. You know, yeah, what? yeah I can see that. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Because I, I do remember Chikara like videos showing up like online. I'm just like, oh, this is like hilarious wrestling, and you know, yeah. And yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And isn't DDT where Kenny Omega got his start in Japan? In Japan, yes. Yeah, and that leads into Omega Man, <laughs> which was another a documentary about Kenny Omega that aired. Um, on TSN, which is the Canadian version of ESPN, I want to say. Like, it's their equivalent. Yeah, right? it's a sports yeah. channel there. Yeah. So we also saw that documentary through the magic of the internet. 
Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I went to Canada to watch this. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, I mean, I was in Canada. I could say, I, yeah, I saw it in Canada too. Uh, it's called Omega Man: A Wrestling Love Story, starring Kenny Omega, featuring Kota Ibushi, <laughs> with special appearances by, and then there's a bunch of people: Ice Skin Reed, Don Callis, Dave Meltzer, and Kazuchika Okada. Of course, Dave Meltzer's on there. Oh God. <laughs> it's not a real documentary unless Dave Meltzer's on there. Yes. He was also in Joy Ryan's he was. documentary. Yeah, he was, he was. <laughs> I didn't realize how yoked he was, or he oh just yeah. wears yeah. tight shirts. Probably both. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <one>. both. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so what happens in Omega Man? <laughs> uh, well, they make it evident immediately that Omega has the it factor. Mm-hmm. A lot of the wrestlers that he came up with just it's that thing of like, oh, I knew he was gonna be a star. Mm. Yeah. It's similar to this is wrestling in the it um it's pretty chronological in mm-hmm. like Kenny Omega's story. Like he's a kid from Winnipeg, just like Chris Jericho. He trains, he tries to do the WWE thing mm-hmm. and then he makes his way into Japan. And he wrestles in DDT with Kota Ibushi, right? Is that the yeah, yeah? And no. I think Kenny's problem—not well problem, but his like dislikement of American wrestling was seems like they're just stuck in like a little box. Mm. And mm-hmm. when he met Ibushi, who was probably like you know someone who sees wrestling outside the box, yeah. And like he sees Ibushi, who who thinks about wrestling outside the box and kind of got inspired. And I think he kind of followed him in DDT and they became, I guess, soulmates yeah. in many ways. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that Kenny talks about uh, often and in this uh, documentary is like his love of, he looks at wrestling as art and artistry and he tries to find uh, different ways to tell that story. Uh, it's like you said, like thinking outside the box uh, he gets frustrated with the idea that wrestling has to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. 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 In the uh, Joey Ryan documentary, he he mentions Bill DeMott really quickly. And I don't think it was complimentary. Is it yeah, ever complimentary when you <laughs> mention him? Is it? I, I think the story was like, if he if Bill DeMott doesn't like you, you just, you, you're roadblocked, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, I I bring that up because Kenny Omega basically had the same kind of uh, feeling or experience about or with Bill Demott. Yes, the guy who j- wrestled as it was like Hugh, Hugh Morris, G-re- Hugh Morris, then Hugh Erection yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy that said no. It's like great. Yeah, I mean, granted this was during kind of the the fall of WCW when uh, they had renamed Booker T G I Bro. Wow. Really? Yeah, they were the same. I think it was a faction, right? Yeah. yeah. Was it, it with the No Limit Soldiers? I don't know. I, kinda I think it was out. MIA or something like that. Or <laughs> This sounds all terrible, guys. As <laughs> terrible as it sounds, like it's real. Like That made it to TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> was it the Russo era? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trust me, bro. <laughs> Stop. You guys are killing me. This sounds really <laughs> terrible. That was on all on TV. Is it yeah. a train wreck? Like you couldn't look away. You're yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh Jesus. But it is interesting though how you point out that, you know, kind of Joey Ryan and Kenny Omega, they like 
they both believe that wrestling shouldn't be like this one kind of box thing, and mm. there are more worlds outside of it. So mm. it's one of the things that I found interesting about watching these two documentaries is that you know people look at Kenny Omega and you know the the ideas over the last couple of years that he's the best wrestler in the world mm -hmm. and people tend to reduce Joey Ryan to this box of like, he's the dick guy, mm -hmm. but there's actually a lot of parallels between the two of Agreed. them. Yeah. 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 They both seem to like create their own lane in terms of like their path and career in wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, Joey just went the way of the sleaze. That could be a great title for a movie way of the sleaze. <laughs> That's a probably a porn somewhere actually. <laughs> Um, and then Kenny went the way of like, he just went full otaku when he was in Japan. <laughs> um, well, at least when he was in DDT and then before Bullet Club, right? Before the Elite, because when he transitioned into that faction, all of a sudden it was like, I'm only going to speak in English now and I'm only going to address a crowd in English instead of Japanese, which he is like completely fluent in. Yeah. Um, one of the things they showed in the documentary, which I've never seen, is he has a match with AJ Styles. This is after he left WWE Developmental. Mm. He came back to Canada, and uh, he gets the win over AJ. And AJ like completely puts him over on the mic. Have you guys seen that match? Not the full match. Not the full match. Just what was in the documentary. I didn't know it was available. Yeah, I don't. I, I need to find it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just it's interesting looking back now and seeing their paths cross that early. Mm -hmm. um, you see that happen a lot with a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's like watching an old movie where there's someone that's a star now that wasn't a star then. Oh, yeah, I see, like, yeah, yeah. Because like, who would have thought that years later they would all be in Bullet Club? Who yeah. would have thought that like Kenny, Kenny would replace would replace AJ? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, no one really is replacing Kenny. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, no. Nah. No, like that kind of story has disappeared. Can't replace Kenny. I think Kenny yeah. I'm like Jay White is no Kenny. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. How do you guys feel about him as Bullet Club leader? Jay White. I don't. Is he I'm really the leader? Or is there one? I don't know if there is a leader right now. I guess he would be the face. I don't know if the leader, mm. right? That's I mean, I, I'm waiting for Tama to just take it over. If anything, Tama Same. or Bad Luck should really just like take the mantle at this point. One of the OGs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it might be bad. I mean, Bad Luck probably calls himself the general now. Uh, so mm. there you go. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. There's like it just feel like since uh, Kenny and Cody and the Young Bucks left New Japan, like that whole stable is in a matter of like rebuilding itself, like rebuilding the stories. Mm -hmm. But uh, the documentary doesn't even address because it doesn't get to the point when AEW becomes a thing. No, I think it was probably filmed before. before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny thinking about, I think we talked about Bill DeMott. One of the things that it was kind of to is the benefit to wrestling fans has because Bill DeMott was such an ass <laughs> Allegedly, uh, Kenny Omega leaves WWE developmental. Obviously, has this match with AJ Styles, and at a certain point, kind of realizes that he's drawn to Japanese wrestling, mm -hmm. and that's how he ends up in DDT. He reaches out. They ask him to film a 
the street fight, which he has in his house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were like, oh, this is, he's one of ours. He's, he'll be perfect here. Mm-hmm. And uh, do they, is this when they go into the nine, the, the match with the nine year old? Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was yeah. wondering like if that's where he met Coda, but that might have been later. Uh, well, he meets he Coda eventually at does. Yeah, he does, does meet Coda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he does wrestle a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old. It's uh, a great match. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and isn't that nine-year-old like currently a Joshi wrestler now? No, because she had stopped wrestling. Oh, yeah. It was like that one match. I heard she does want to try it again. I don't hmm. know if that's true or not. Uh, have you seen that match? You had to have seen it. Yeah, yeah. The, with the nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I've seen the Kota Ibushi one with the blow-up doll. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if you watch these matches, they're perfectly fine matches. Yeah, they're perfect. But if you're talking about <laughs> them, they sound <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is, as you're listening, go Google Kenny Omega nine-year-old wrestling and then Kenny Omega Kota Ibushi blow-up doll. I hope that leads you to where you need to be. I mean, I tried Safe to... Safe search on <laughs> I tried to find a Kota Ibushi blow-up doll. It was unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh. <laughs> I do like that this documentary, um, like, Kenny's really committed to this story with Coda. Yeah. And I am really all about it. Also, I can't tell if it's kayfabe or not. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Like, they really yeah. blurred the line. And, like, there are moments in the documentary where Coda's talking about Kenny and how... They're just two men who found each other. <laughs> and I'm just going like, am, am I being worked here? And I think like, we all are. But what a great ride, though. Oh, I mean, because so they, they sold it. They They're really sold it. They're living yaoi manga. <laughs> For <laughs> real. For real. <laughs> and they still are selling it because I don't know. It's not in the docu because it's already after the, f- it's been after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. But like since AEW started, people have interviewed Kenny Omega and they asked him, about Kota, and he has stated, like, I could not ask Kota Ibushi to join AEW because it's his time. Like, it's Kota's time in New Japan, and he knows if he asked Kota to join him, he, he would, would <laughs> to be with his man. And he broke into tears. <laughs> and he did. Kenny did cry, and I'm like, <gasps> this is the best story i love it especially if you watch okay so i'm all over the place but if you watch the reunion of when kenny and coda like finally get back together like together like bte those episodes of bte i was sobbing at my desk at work (laughs) like (laughs) they're together (laughs) like that whole story arc was just brilliantly told totally yeah and I was surprised, too, how much leeway they could, uh, at least not leeway, but um, I was surprised how much they can add the little things on there, like, yeah. in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, and one, one of my favorite clips of that documentary was uh, they showed the match between Kota Ibushi and AJ Styles. And Kota was on the top rope about to do this crazy flip. Then Kenny comes up on the apron, and they have, like, this, like, s- few seconds stare, but, like... Yes. You you feel like the story right there, like there's Co- history, the history of their story right there, and then like Coda like looks at Kenny, he's like, nope, don't, 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 <laughs> and like Kenny backs down on the apron, and by that point, AJ Styles recovered and then beats Kota Ibushi, and then once they're celebrating, you can see the regret in like Kenny's face, yeah. yes, and I was just like, 
wow, like how did they convince like the quote unquote bookers like, oh, can we add this little story of ours in this yeah. like main program thing? And I was like, that's so great that they they knew they were smart enough to add this, these little things because they mm -hmm. know they will come back to it later. And I think like props to AJ Styles too because he actually in the docu they talk about like AJ insist to let it breathe like mm -hmm. yeah let it happen let that moment between you and coda happen and i'm like oh wow aj gets it like mm -hmm. at the end of the day aj is an, like also a wrestling artist as well mm -hmm. and so he's like there is history between the two of you let's build this story it may not happen in three months it took a really long fucking time to get there but the payoff is amazing <laughs> It took longer than three months. It took eight years. <laughs> <laughs> That's three months in like Pluto years, right? <laughs> Please yeah. don't mention planets. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I feel like that's what made that story so validating. Because their first encounter in the ring was as opponents. Mm -hmm. uh, and they talk about like it's, it was an instant classic. It was the first time they'd ever touched. And Kenny cried after. After the match, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they ended up teaming together, and uh, I think that's when the Golden Lover's name was born. Mm -hmm. Best name ever. For yeah. Oh, they, they talk about it. They, yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. They were tried. It was a, a wrestling magazine had dubbed them the Golden Twins. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, we're lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Which Coda said it. <laughs> Not even yeah. Kenny. Coda yeah. said it. I mean, I, I still remember when Kenny, like, when Kenny was having the issues with Bullet Club, because he was starting to get back with Coda, and hi when his ring gear, when his gear had the Golden Lovers insignia on mm -hmm. it, was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I think one of the things that I enjoy about their story, I mean, they kind of try to deflect, and even though their name is Golden Lovers, yeah, yeah, they never explicitly say or act like they are yeah, yeah. they've kissed several times yeah of yeah, course yeah, yeah. Kids during matches yeah. yeah but they've uh, never said like this is my boyfriend or husband or yeah. yeah I feel like it's cause it's just obvious and implied right mm -hmm. like you yeah, yeah. I have eyes <laughs> I yeah. can see I feel Ken like Shibata and Kenta are like that but a little more masculine <laughs> side of things oh, I wouldn't yeah, mind I that. that right mm -hmm. <laughs> let's let's explore this more <laughs> <laughs> They don't hug. It's just a really long, firm handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those two would show affection by just chopping each other <laughs> constantly. <laughs> oh, my God. Take over. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think well, another one of the things I like about their story is that it's not something that's normal or a norm in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just because it, it's... Wrestling, you know, for its history, has been such a macho sport. Yeah, yeah. And it's a love story. Yeah. It really is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they also have, like, the wrestling style to, like, back it, back up. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't, like... And they're really, yeah. really fucking good. And the fact that they haven't confirmed it either way is still works on us because we're yeah. still trying to decipher, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? I don't care. They can work me all Ex they want. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think the beauty of these two documentaries is that they're both showing that um, your journey in wrestling doesn't have to be defined by one company and that 
if you want to be creative, there's a way to be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you'll be successful either way. I mean, in the Joey Ryan documentary, um, he shows his house and he he has a house and he says like this is what dick money this brings. is what <laughs> dick money buys like this is the house that dick money was bought with and i'm like that's amazing yeah, good yeah. for you and then with kenny it's like with the omega it's like you know you got to do your story like this the storyline with coda yeah. and like and not to mention become idvgp IWGP heavyweight, yeah, heavyweight champion. Yeah. champion. And is he the first Gaijin to win the G1? I, I want to like say yes. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. First like they put him they put the they whole put him company over, like, over so much. Yeah. And he has like how many five-star matches with Okada? Yeah. And like and a six-star match. Uh, he, does he did have a six-star six yeah. match. Yeah. yeah. He did, yeah. <laughs> and like it, it's amazing. All those matches are great. Yeah, yeah. It was even uh, the Omega Okada series is tied into the Coda story. Exactly. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. They mentioned it at the end. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh. uh, they talk about how you know Kenny just can't beat Okada, Okada. and after he he reunites yeah. with Coda, then he finally. Yeah. Because that missing part of him finally came back, and he was whole. Oh so, so I guess technically Kenny's the first one to win the G one, uh, first Gaijin to win, but. I guess Andre the Giant won oh, it when oh, it was right. called something else. Yeah, it was called something uh, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the G Zero? M- MSG <laughs> League. <laughs> oh yeah, MSG, MSG League. League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on that link I showed you guys in the chat room. Uh, they mentioned yeah. that on there. Yeah. But I mean, both these documentaries—they're great. Um, it, you can find the Omega Man one online if you dig enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joey Ryan one. This is wrestling. It's still touring. If you're it, it'll probably be at like an independent film festival near mm. you. Um, and Comic Con. And at Comic Con, which. By I the time this airs, it happened a couple pass. months ago. <laughs> 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 but I mean, who knows? If you can find it online, I uh-huh. hope you paid for it. Please pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Support um, independent wrestling. Totally. Um, Any matches you would recommend for both wrestlers to like check them out and see why they're such a, a big deal? I would watch. The entire Omega Okada series. Those four, three or four, four, four. I want to say it was mm-hmm. four. Four yeah. matches. I was gonna say Koda, but you're talking about Kenny. <laughs> I mean, any of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first match back, the Golden Lovers. Yeah. 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 I would I would recommend the uh, as a good like period is like the Koda. And Kenny match against the Young Bucks after they reunited, because mm-hmm. oh, like the cost of their love is like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost destroyed other friendships. So I thought that was, was a really great. Was angle that the one too. in Long Beach? Um, yes. Yeah, it was. It was. The one oh I my saw god, Birdo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Birdo is on TV <laughs> in that one. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one. That's a really good one. Yeah, I also enjoyed seeing myself on TV. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> shot of you, man. That was a good <laughs> I, it was a really good scene. I wasn't expecting to be where I ended up. <laughs> I got to touch Okada and Koda. Wow. Yeah, I got a good picture of Dragon Lee's abs. Oh, my God. Not just his abs. <laughs> it was Dragon Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a good match, I will say. I think that I watched that because I was in Las Vegas at a wedding and I made Mike stream it on the TV from his laptop. Mm-hmm. And um, 
my kids seen me cry at wrestling already, but my two other friends who we were splitting the Airbnb did not understand what was <laughs> happening, and they got to witness my nerdery. Mm. <laughs> Kirby, do you have a favorite Joey Ryan match? Ooh, ooh, oh, mm. seen quite a few. I really enjoyed the one with um, Priscilla. <laughs> 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 he, was, he was making a vomiting I was gesture. <laughs> I, I really, really enjoyed that I match. I mean, you said vomiting. I mm. thought it was something else. <laughs> <laughs> but I still knew what he was talking about. You know what was interesting? Because they had done that spot like a month before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't really throw up, it looked like, in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, in the second one, she threw up in like in a corner spot, if I recall. She threw up you, in You saw the throw trunk. up this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that was a week or two after... Double or Nothing, AEW in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had been saying that she didn't want to do the vomit spot again. And she then did, she yeah, did it. Because she didn't want to be known as the vomit wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it, we'd never see it. And oh, it and one of the reasons why I really liked that match with Priscilla was like, I was there in the front. Like mm-hmm. I think I separated from you guys and wanted to get in closer. And it was, and that's when I really like found out, like, holy shit, like Joey Ryan is can literally have a match with anybody because that's just how good he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think you were, you weren't there, but like in February when it was the trios tag tournament mm-hmm. thing that he was doing, his his te- trio team was called the Handicaps because he was, his tag oh, team yeah, yeah. was Zach Go- Gowan. Zach Gowan. Who, who only has one leg. Like. <laughs> and the other dude, I can't remember his name, I'm so sorry, but he has like palsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it was one of the best matches I'd ever seen. If that is on TV somewhere, it's probably like on High Spots. I, I would recommend people watch it. I think it's on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Because they, they do put some of the bar matches there. Because mm. that match was so good. And it's it's not good because of Joey Ryan. I mean, I guess you could say it's good because Joey, the, the best thing about Joey Ryan to me is that he puts over all these other wrestlers Mm -hmm. like it's his show it's Mm -hmm. joey's show but he doesn't win all the time Mm -hmm. he's lost a lot of times (laughs) um and i think it's like and they say it in this is wrestling like it's all about making people smile about making people laugh about entertaining people and like for sure both of these wrestlers joey ryan and And Kenny. kenny they do that they make i mean I've been really, like, there have been times where, like, I've been, like, super depressed and, like, the only thing saving me was that I was going to a bar show. Mm. And I went to a bar show and was like, that was the best night of my life. Because I watched somebody get Joey's blow pop or (laughs) dum-dum from his dick. Like, I don't know why. Like, none of those words make any sense. (laughs) But it made sense at the time. It's so difficult to get that lollipop. You just have to be really close. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> get it one time. I'm trying. I feel like next time we go to a show and Mike happens to be there, you should bring a sign that says it's his birthday. <laughs> he wants oh. the blow pop. <laughs> so Mike doesn't want it. I'm going to intercept yeah, that does. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then um, if Joey Ryan ever listens to this, I don't know if he will, but I just want to say an immense thank you to him agreed because mm-hmm. last year i put together a surprise for mike's birthday and it was folks who sent me messages and i created like a secret instagram account for his birthday and joey ryan c- 
cut a promo, like basically sent me, I was able to record him saying happy birthday to Mike. So as much as Mike says he doesn't like Joey Ryan or any of these things, it's a fucking lie. I know he <laughs> appreciated the fact that um, that this wrestler took the time to say happy birthday to him. And so I will always be thankful and will support this guy because he is really kind. And um, side note, I watched him get scared from a pigeon because it flew out into the street when he was crossing the street <laughs> once. And it was hilarious. <laughs> um, this is a random Joey Ryan story that I forgot about. Was that the one at Hood Slam? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> we were we were at Hood Slam in Oakland and he yeah, was yeah. crossing the street trying to find food and a pigeon flew out of nowhere <laughs> and he got sh- <laughs> he got like jump scared and I was like, good on you, Joey Ryan. <laughs> You too get scared. <laughs> I love that he was like wearing really short shorts and flip flops. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's a thing. The pigeon or Joy Ryan? <laughs> 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 I think one of the things we could thank Joey Ryan for, and I keep breaking this rule of not bringing Chris up on this show, is that it's because of Joey Ryan that uh, Chris came to bar and uh, Chris Wolf and wrestled so many shows here in L.A. It's very true. Yeah. We miss you. Yeah, we miss you, Chris. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I mentioned, there were a lot of similarities between the two documentaries. Um, obviously, we've mentioned their storytelling. Joey's a big proponent of intergender intergender wrestling. We saw that in the Kenny Omega spot because mm-hmm. he kind of mm-hmm. talks about the yeah, women yeah. in 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 uh, was it all Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his tag team partner in that match was Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> They both ended up in DDT, and both documentaries ended with All In. Did you notice that? That is true. Oh, that's that is true. true. Yeah. I wonder if there are any other documentaries that have that. <laughs> Although I, I've got to say, Joey's All In is the better one to be because that gave us rest in penis. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> chant ever. <laughs> I mean, oh man! If... And like we got to see like eight dudes in inflatable penis costumes <laughs> i kind of want penis druids at my funeral now i can make that happen Sweet. i just put that in your will somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go internet listeners we're gonna have penis druids at a funeral <laughs> all right birdos <laughs> kirby do you have anything you want to plug um, not plug, but I just want to say like those two wrestlers like really, s- like signifies like the change in wrestling that fans have been wanting for a while, mm-hmm. and I'm great. I'm glad there's two people are trying to find their own different ways. Uh, so I'm very happy, and I wish them all the successes. And I'd love to watch them wrestle live or on TV as as much as I can. And also, I wanted to add, is it me or just like Kenny and Koda seems like a Ryu and Ken kind of story? Oh, totally. Mm. Or like that. a striking vipers kind of story. Have you seen Black Mirror <laughs> or no. season three or season three? No. It's a it's a fighting game in the Black Mirror world. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, every time I see the two of them together, I just think like, oh, it's like a Ryu and Ken story. You have like both of them who want to change the worlds, but they're like freaking equals. Hmm. Hmm. And then they have sex with each other. I hope so. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's fan so. fiction has that. I mean, I just <laughs> wrote it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Elaine's fan fiction hour. 
Can that be a segment on the show for the? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, so basically, I've turned into Tina from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> 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 I'm writing erotic fan fiction about wrestlers. <laughs> wrestlers' butts. Yes, <laughs> Berto, what do you have to plug? Mm, I have. Oh, oh, Berto, before you get started, um, this kind of started when you weren't here, Elaine, but. Uh, there's mm. this question we ask about movies on here that Berto started. <laughs> oh, what's the we question? Have two questions. First, I'll ask the movie question because this is a the documentary yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, would you recommend these documentaries to your mom? <laughs> <laughs> to my mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my mom would like. Your mom would. My mom would probably like both. She'll definitely laugh at Joey Ryan's like <laughs> documentary <laughs> just because of the Joey Ryan content. And I wonder if she watches like the Kenny Omega, she'll see like, oh, is that why you like wrestling? Because of like the gay <laughs> angle. <laughs> so, but I'll definitely think she'll get a kick out of it. So, your mom would. My mom wouldn't. <laughs> my mom would just be like, like try and throw holy water at my television <laughs> or something. So no, I would not recommend this <laughs> to my mom. Yeah. Oh, that actually brings up a serious question for me, like the gay angle, quote unquote. Quit. Yeah, because there are people who love the Kenny Coda thing because they feel represented. Mm-hmm. Um, does that hold weight for you? Um, I, you know what? Actually, I haven't thought about it like lately. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do think it's a little significant. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's so understated, I think, is a bigger positive. Mm-hmm. And because so, like, since, you know, wrestling's always, like, almost dehumanizes, like, LGBTQ mm-hmm. characters. So I, th- I think the fact that it's understated, then, you know, maybe it'll take time for people to, quote, unquote, accept it. But I like the fact that they're doing it the way they're doing it. Yeah. And so because all, all in the end, it matters is the wrestling matters first. Yeah. But mm. the characters will come out at some point, and what they're doing is masterful. So mm. I don't feel like we would have got this in WWE no. Yeah, no, for no, some reason. No, or so we would have, but they would have handled it terrible. super poorly. I don't know what you're talking about, Billy and Chuck. At least they stopped that Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose thing. Do they? Oh, oh, I think they did. Yeah. yeah, they're doing that right now. Huh? Did that last they for like did. two episodes? No, they deleted that scene out of the Hulu oh. broadcast. Oh. Oh, well, it is going to Fox, so I guess. <laughs> Would you show these docu's to your mom? To my mom, probably not. <laughs> 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 she's really, she's really like, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This, this is, is what you're watching? Yeah, this wouldn't help my case at all. <laughs> 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 like a penis wrestler and two gay guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend them to your mom? No, I said no. She's going to uh, throw holy water oh, at that's the right. TV. <laughs> Justin? No. <laughs> <laughs> For my mom, it would be the pissing piece of, uh, missing piece of the puzzle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what we've learned is Kirby has the coolest mom in the room. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if this was told in a Hallmark movie channel way, then maybe I would show my mom, but it's not. Mm. <laughs> uh, we did come up with another question in the la- last episode. If you were a wrestler, what would your uh, music or your interest oh, theme be? Right, yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got to uh, go with someone else. I have to think about this. Have to think How about, about you? Because you weren't here last I episode. Wasn't here. What did you say yours was? I, I didn't. We just asked. Oh, you just asked. It's for the guests. Oh. Yeah. I see, I see. But you can uh, answer. I'd my, like. I'd like to know this answer. My intro music would be 
Rick Ashley, never gonna give you up. <laughs> I could Rick roll everybody all day, every day. Yeah. Have you thought about this, Justin? Oh yeah, I, I would come out to ACDC Back in Black. Nice. Oh okay. okay. Or oh no, excuse me, uh, not Back in Black. Uh, Hell's Bells. Oh, oh nice. Oh, uh, so actually, thanks for reminding me. Um, because I I used to play like those WWE 2K games, mm-hmm. and I would do create a wrestler, and I was I was creating myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And um, I the, mean, that's kind of the, the mu- point, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the, in the the music I chose is uh, "Let's Dance" by David Bowie. Ooh, nice. So, because you know, it builds up the ah. Uh, yeah. The, like I would cue like the fireworks like right <laughs> at that part, <laughs> and my character would walk out. Um, you have I'll, I'll unearth like my W like WWE 2K13 or something, and I'll record it for you guys. Nice. Oh my god! Yes, please, please, please. So it's going up on the PNG Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Ferdo, what was your music? Um, Why can't it, we be friends? Bismarck, he's just a friend. No. <laughs> 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 I, I think we're sensing a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be either one of two um, Smashing Pumpkin songs, which is a weird thing because I never really consider myself a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. But it would either be uh, the beginning is the end is the beginning. Uh, Such an Undertaker entrance. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's so kind of low key that yeah, I'm yeah. like, it, I don't know if it would make a great entrance theme. So the other one is a uh, bullet with butterfly wings. Okay. Mm, okay. Despite all my rage. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. But it, it also wouldn't be cult of personality. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's MJF's theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Plugs. Plugs. You go first. Um. <laughs> you can find me <laughs> at Oblivious Nerd Girl with No Eye on Instagram and at TFAL Podcast because I do this other show called This Filipino American Life. And at PNG Podcast, because I do this show called PNG Podcast <laughs> that we were t- recording right now. Yeah. Did you finish your plugs? <laughs> like we were about to go into it, and then we got into another. <laughs> like, uh, I would plug um, the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Um, I just officially confirm myself as a programmer for next year's film festival. Nice. So check it out at vcmedia.org, and the links will direct you there. And you can also follow me at jkirby, j underscore kirby underscore bp at Instagram. If you want, just don't look at my likes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially you, Mom. Do not look at my likes. But they would make sense. It would make sense (laughs) to her. Definitely not recommended. (laughs) Definitely not recommended. What about you, Justin? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And I host another show for the Geek Say What Network called Geek Offensive. Please I enjoy your and show. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that show. Not just because you're in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brainiac the MC. That's Brainiac with the K. And depending on when this gets released, I, you can also find me at the door of Room to Improv. Uh, it's an Asian-American uh, improv troupe that runs in North Hollywood at the Secret Rose Theater every first Friday of the month. And with that, I'd like to uh, give a special thanks to our executive producer, JPG, 
owner of the Geek Sewa Network. (laughs) Say that again. I didn't hear it louder and directly into the mic. Said, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to Paws of the Homegrown Blends crew for our theme music and Vincent Collier for, uh, for the PNG artwork. Thank you to our official sponsor, Doe and Arrow, of female-owned cookie and coffin coffiny. I think this is the second episode I said coffiny. <laughs> Coffee shop in Costa Mesa. They are located at 3033 Bristol Street, and you can find them on Instagram at Doe and Arrow. Thank you for the dozen cookies today. Another special thanks to Jordan Denae, the eco-friendly geek apparel and lifestyle company. You can visit jordandene.com, that's Jordan, D-E-N-E, to use the code GEEKSAYWHAT for 20% off your next purchase, and check out Jordan and Liz on the Sartorial Geek Podcast. Another huge thank you to Justin, our associate producer. Thank you for making sure we sounded awesome despite Mercury Retrograde. (laughs) Fuck that planet. Uh, we're recording at Echo Base, a.k.a. Whalen Productions, an award-winning production company for short films, documentaries, and audio dramas. Please check out our associate producer at whalen.ws and support the audio and visual arts. This is the PNG Podcast, tagging in your inner wrestling geek. We're just one part of the Geek Say What Network, so please make sure to check out our sister podcast, Ready, Set, Geek, your starting line to geek culture with Alex Catherine. Geek Offensive, bridging the gap between bro and geek with producer Justin. Geek KO, our geek trivia podcast, did I say podcast, run by Justin Madriaga. Diverse Geeks in Focus, focusing on marginalized issues in geek culture with Gemma Vidal. Nerds on a Roll, an actual play podcast building meaningful stories through tabletop gaming with a cast of recurring characters. And Saturday Night Geek, our network's Twitch livestream with Cole Garrison. These are all on their own RSS feeds, so make sure to subscribe to each one and don't forget to visit our website, GeekSayWhat.com. You can follow our entire network on social media at GeekSayWhat, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at PNG Podcast. We did it. Yay. Good. We're good. Thank you. Peace.